0: How about a family vacation filled with adventure, entertainment, and one-of-a-kind scenic views? From thrill rides to shows to shopping, delicious food, Pigeon Forge, Tennessee truly has something to offer the entire family. Leon Downey, executive director of the Pigeon Forge Department of Tourism stops by on episode 26 of The Family Vacationer, and it starts right now.
1: Welcome to The Family Vacationer with Rob and Danny. The go-to podcast for families on the
2: move. Hey friends, I'm Rob. And I'm Danny. And this is episode 26 of The Family Vacationer. We invite you to subscribe to the podcast so you don't miss an episode.
0: Also, make sure and visit thefamilyvacationer.live and sign up for our newsletter so you can get travel deals and important information on traveling during these unpredictable times. Hey, today's episode is going to be jam-packed with information. Pigeon Forge has so much to offer. One of the things that stands out about this area is the good mix of indoor versus outdoor activity.
2: And another standout is the variety of accommodations, from chalets in the mountains to resorts with indoor water parks, and families are guaranteed to find a place to stay that suits their needs.
0: And that's true, Dan. One of the cool things about it is for every, it hits every price point. So if you want economical, they got it. If you want luxury, they've got that as well. So... I know my family uh, we used to travel up just about every winter and we one of the best vacations that we ever had. Uh we were up in a cabin in the mountains, lost mm-hmm. power and we played <laughs> we played board games all night by candlelight. Oh, man. So Good memories, right? It's a fun thing. Absolutely, absolutely. And and again, uh breakfast in Pigeon Forge is the coolest thing ever like I could eat th- I think every time we go up I think I do eat breakfast 3 meals Probably a day. Probably so. so. <laughs>
2: you know, it's it's interesting. Yeah. I'm not it's not a place that i you know want to go all the time but i i do have to say the fall is my favorite time of year and when you head up there mm-hmm. and you see forest solid yellow leaves it is absolutely oh, amazing yeah. and you know before yeah. my dad passed away we they like to go up there once a year we take the whole family we stayed in the hotel had its own pool we just made so many great memories up there it was really good time to think back on.
0: Yeah, and there's so many hiking trails up there. Mm-hmm. Again, in the in the in the era of COVID, if you want to get away from people, yeah. it's a great stop. So, joining us today to talk about Pigeon Forge is Leon Downey. Leon served as executive director of the Pigeon Forge Department of Tourism for an impressive 30 years. Leon's previous stops include serving as executive director of the Oak Ridge Convention and Visitors Bureau, as tourism development manager with the Knoxville Convention and Visitors Bureau, and is a marketing manager for the Blount County Chamber of Commerce and Smoky Mountain Visitors Bureau. He's a graduate of the University of Tennessee and a proud veteran of the United States Army. But Leon, thanks for being on the show. Welcome.
2: I appreciate the opportunity to share with your followers. So Leon, what makes Pigeon Forge in the Smoky Mountains a place that families should consider when they're scheduling their family vacations?
1: Great question, Danny. Uh, we're basically our, our only, uh, we're a tourism destination, the family tourism destination. So when people are here, they're here on vacation. So consequently, it's very easy for us to do research. And we're constantly asking our guests what they like, what they don't like, what they want to see more of, what they don't want to see more of. And the number one thing in the 32 years that I've been here, they say every year is the scenic beauty of the Great Smoky Mountains, number one. And number two is always the variety of attractions that Pigeon Forge offers them. So Mm -hmm. those two things together, I think, are the primary reason that people come here. I mean, that's what our guests tell us every year. It's the same thing over and over and over again.
0: Right. Well, Leon, as a travel agent, the biggest questions I get from families are always the same questions. They're where to stay, what is there to do, and most importantly, uh, you know, where to eat. And I know in (laughs) Pigeon Forge especially, breakfast, I don't want to – I don't want to make the other meals jealous, but breakfast in Pigeon Forge is something special. So, can you talk a little bit about you know where to stay, what there is, all the things to do? Uh, we could probably do an entire podcast on what there is to do in Pigeon Forge, but just kind of hit the highlights there. Sure.
1: Well, it's easy to where uh, to stay. We have over fourteen thousand five hundred ninety-two lodging units in our city. We have eighty over eighty-four hundred hotel, hotel rooms, over twenty-nine hundred cabins, over two thousand campsites over a thousand condos so uh, there's all sorts of places for people to stay and the thing that a lot of people makes this destination different is that 2900 cabins a lot of people when they think about coming to the smoky mountains they rather than stay in a hotel they want to stay in a cabin in the mountains so oh yeah that, those are very popular right now this with this covid thing going on mm. our cabin rentals and our campgrounds are staying 100% occupied all the time because wow. people can socially distance that way. So there's plenty of uh, everything from, uh, you know, budget property to luxury properties. And I think I noticed in the note that you'd stayed at uh, Dreammore Resort. Yes. With your family, Yes, one of you? Yes, sir. And so uh, that's uh, that resort, I think, has been there five or six years. And uh, they were planning before the COVID uh, hit this year to have another hotel, announce another hotel. Oh, wow. And that will come back. So, and you've been in the hotel. So, what, when people ask me about it, I say it's a typical Dolly.
0: Yes, it <laughs> is. Yeah.
1: So, yeah, there's a the thing that makes us really successful, I think, is because we have America's most visited national park seven miles down the road from us in Great Smoky Mountains National Park. They have over 12 million visitors there last year. And the entire time that I've been in the tourism business here in East Tennessee is 42 years. Great Smoky Mountains National Park is always the most visited. And like I say, last year, you've gotten up to over 12 million people. The thing that makes that park uh, really go is that there's no admission charge. It's one of 14 national parks in the Park National Park System that has no admission charge. So it's a free attraction to people. Mm-hmm. Uh, and at this time of the, that we're experiencing right now, people want to be outdoors, be away from other people. That park is huge. It has over 550,000 acres of space in it. Half of the park is in Tennessee, half of the park is in North Carolina, so there's over 800 miles of hiking trails in the park, over 2,900 miles of uh, streams in the park, so there's plenty of places to to get away and get away from people if you'd like to do that, so that having that in our backyard, walk out and see that every day when you're here, plus the variety of attractions, we really have the best of both worlds here.
0: And I know shopping is still a a big thing in Pigeon Forge. My, My wife loves, there's a Christmas store. Forgive me, I can't remember the name of it, and I couldn't find it online. Incredible! Yes, oh my gosh, she. We cannot go up there without going to that store.
1: Been here a lot of years and been very successful. And I don't. If you've not been here in a few years, uh, the, the Diggs family who owns the Inn at Christmas Place built a the Inn at Christmas Place right across the street from it. And it's uh, it has 163 rooms, and every uh, room in it, sleeping room in it, has a Christmas tree, and it decorated 365 days a year. <laughs> and they have Santa Claus that comes and sings to the kids and uh, they write letters to Santa Claus. And it's uh, women love Christmas primarily. And, and I did, I told a story the other day when that hotel first opened, I had a travel rider from Southern Living here to experience uh, Pigeon Forge. And we put her at that hotel and uh, went by <laughs> to pick her up uh, for dinner that night and ask her how was that, what did she think of the hotel? And the first words out of her mouth were, Oh my God, that bed. <laughs> <laughs> and so what what it, what it is, is the Biggs family looked at all these different brands of hotel beds and they chose to have a separate bed made in Morristown, Tennessee. They're a hotel there. So a lot of guests that stay there will end up, they, the bed is so comfortable that they end up buying that bed from, oh, from the company. Wow. have to to. It. So it's a really unique hotel and their occupancy and uh, average daily rate are off the charts.
2: Okay, but I, I just got to say, I, I don't know about you, but I'm one of those people that Christmas is the best time of year. And for me to be, you know, seeing a Christmas tree when it's not Christmas, that, that might be a little tough for me, but I know there's some people that just, they want Christmas all year long Exactly, and just can't get enough of it. So that sounds great.
1: Exactly. Yeah. There's actually, the general manager told me a couple of years ago that they had been open maybe four years or so that, uh, they had one family that was from about 60 miles away that had stayed in the same room 35 times since they had that
2: Oh, wow. oh my
1: gosh. <laughs> 507 at the end at Christmas Place was their room. And they come so repeatedly that uh, when they run in, walk, come in the front door, the front best staff knows them by name. <laughs> they know them. By- that happens quite a bit here, to be honest with you. It's uh, a lot of our guests that come here come repeatedly. Our research says that any season of the year, at least 80% of the people who come here, are repeat guests.
0: Right. A lot of them will That's come great. three
1: to five times a year and uh, they don't stay for a week at a time normally, but if they come multiple times a year, it's as good as a weekly vacation. And the reason they do that is because the town changes seasonally and because there's always something new and different to do here, here every year.
0: Well, you bring up Christmas. I know you know we talked before we started recording, but we, we used to come up there every winter and Christmas in that area, it's Just there's just something special about it.
1: Now, we started a program together with our sister cities of Gatlinburg and Sevierville uh, 31 years ago it'll be this in this, this November I think it's 31 years called uh, uh, Smoky Mountain Winterfest and the three cities agreed to put up major winter lighting displays uh, to drive traffic to our cities because uh, before Dollywood uh, I guess before I guess it was before 1989 uh, when Dollywood closed at the end of the year the largest attraction in Sevier County And when the leaves fell off the tree, then this place was a ghost town. So we tried Mm -hmm. to figure out something we could do uh, between the three cities to encourage people to come back. So with the three cities agreed to do winter lighting programs. And then we went to Dollywood collectively to the largest attraction in in the market and said, would you extend your season? And they agreed to do that. uh, Usually instead of closing at the end of October, they agreed to stay open through uh, February. And so that, has really grown that was the impetus that gave us the opportunity to grow the program having dollywood they put up now uh, 15 million winter lights the three cities together put up i misspoke it's five million winter lights uh, huh. in hollywood <laughs> and then we have the three cities together feel like we have as many as 15 million winter lights so it's a winter wonderland and dollywood's uh, smoky mountain christmas has gotten all kinds of awards over the years uh, because it's, it's it really is a winter wonderland their all their holiday shows.
0: And things it like absolutely that. is. Um, and, and I know we're in the land of, we're in the era of COVID, uh, but the, you, the quality shows that go on in Pigeon Forge are, are something special too. Can you talk a little bit about those?
1: Sure. Yeah. We have, I think, 12 different theaters in our town right now. They're all, everything here is family oriented. There's nothing risque or off color about it. Uh, a lot of them are dinner theaters. Uh, they do really well. Uh, Dolly's Stampede attractions uh, has mm-hmm. been here since i guess 1986-87 they in season they'll do four or five shows a day that arena seats 1100 people she opened up last year her uh, pirates voyage which is an amazing show with pirates fly, uh, flying through the air and diving in the water uh then we have uh, things like the hatfield mccoy dinner show uh it's, uh, it's a country tonight theater it's just there's always some sort of entertainment going on within our theaters. And it's a variety of it. It's not just country music. There's gospel and, you know, everything else in between there, too.
0: Excellent. And then finally, we yeah got to talk about food. And, and again, breakfast <laughs> in Pigeon Forge. Can you throw out some suggestions of some places to go for breakfast in Pigeon Forge? I, I know I've got some favorites, but what do you sure. what, I mean, first, maybe, can you tell us? It's not just me. I, I know breakfast in, in Pigeon Forge is, is something awesome. So Yeah, it is. Give us a couple of places that we need to stop.
1: Sure. We have 90 restaurants total in, in Pigeon Forge, and about 70 of those are locally owned restaurants that are not changed. Uh, last time I looked, we had eight pancake houses in
0: Pigeon mm. Forge. They're only I think only I've, I've been to all, them.
1: all of them. <laughs> <laughs> and then, uh, which, I guess two or three years ago, Paula Dean's opened her restaurant here from mm here on mm-hmm. the island in Pigeon Forge, and breakfast there is amazing. It's, it's my favorite meal that they do over there. is breakfast at Paula Deen's, and then uh, you can't go wrong at the old meal with their breakfast in the morning there. Mm-hmm. I tell a story all the time. When I first came here, the Raytheon Corporation invited me to come to Johnson City, Tennessee, which is about two hours north of us up at Interstate 81, to be in their break room to talk about uh, what was new in Pigeon Forge because so many of their employees were coming down here for vacation. So I set up in the break room and it didn't take me five minutes to, before I found out that those people knew as much about Pigeon Forge as I did. And I had one couple that came up or one man that came up to me and told me that he and his wife come to Pigeon Forge eat at the Old mill restaurant every other Sunday. I think, oh my goodness, it's amazing yeah. <laughs> That's wow. Oh so yeah, they're, the foodies here just are, are great. Uh, have great experiences here. Uh, there's a uh, one example is uh, the Pottery House Cafe over at the Old Miller area has a, a, it's a fried green tomato BLT that they put. Uh, it's amazing. Uh, and then I've got a lot of people addicted to that sandwich. <laughs> they put guacamole. Uh,
0: oh, really?
1: Oh, yeah. It's amazing. And it's Benton. Have you heard of Benton's Bacon down in Benton, Tennessee? Yes. It's, yeah. it's the creme de la creme of bacon. They put that on there. It's a taste explosion, is how I describe it. And then another sandwich that I really like is we have a new restaurant here called the local, it's a local goat, new American cafe. And they have an Elvis burger there that they have on the bottom, page, uh, tomatoes and lettuce. And then they put the patty. And on top of that, they put uh, fried bananas and peanut butter. And it's okay. <laughs> experience. <laughs> those are just things that people get addicted to those things. And they yeah,
0: <laughs> That's interesting. <laughs>
1: They're delicious. I mean, they sound crazy, but I've got a lot of people eating that sandwich now. <laughs>
0: that that one might be a bit much for me, but the the, yeah. the fried green tomato sandwich, that one sounds oh, good. i might have to.
1: And then they have another fried green tomato that, if you don't uh, the guacamole on, they'll put uh, pimento cheese on, and it's delicious too with with Benton's bacon. And fried All right, Dan. Bacon.
0: It's only four hours away, Dan. If we left now, we can it's... make it. Yeah, we. <laughs> Well, let's talk a little more about Dollywood. I, I'm a huge Dolly Parton fan. I think uh, she is so underrated. People, yeah. as a songwriter, have no idea how many songs she's written for other people, and exactly. I mean, she's incredibly talented business wor- woman and philanthropist. And but uh, when we stayed at the Dreamwear Hotel, I was I was blown away at the quality of the hotel, mm-hmm. um, and even Dollywood. It, it had been a long time since I'd been to Dollywood, but when you talk about value. Uh, Dollywood is just, it's amazing, really. Well,
1: it's the largest attraction in the state, or most ticketed attraction is what I need to say in the state of Tennessee. They have over 3 million guests a year on a normal year. Uh, it's huge. It has over 150 acres. The thing that makes it successful in my opinion is the 32 years that I've been here, uh, there's never been a year where Dollywood didn't have a new attraction, a new ride, new show, uh, a new section that's open that, and that makes it fresh. It's always something new and different. They have world-class roller coasters uh, over there. And, and then they opened up the largest section they've ever opened last year called uh, Wildwood Grove. It's for some children, uh, not small children, but it's a whole section just for children, uh, children's rides there. It's absolutely gorgeous. And the thing that I guess I like most about Bollywood, I love taking people there that have never been there before. And the thing that they always tell me uh, is that yeah. They wish that had come before because everything there is is uh, out. It's natural. It's not man-made. You know, there's natural streams there. You're in uh, trees. Walking in valleys and things like that. They've got f- like 45 different working crafts people there most days. So it's uh, Dolly likes to showcase the heritage of the Smokies through crafts through music. That she does a
0: really there. good job of that. Awesome. And I have to put in a, a shout out to the cinnamon rolls. Uh, not to keep talking about food, but the cinnamon rolls there oh wow oh my goodness oh, for sure. they, oh my goodness they're addictive they're, aren't they there was a long line and i will tell you it was worth every second of staying you know and being in that line oh my gosh i agree
1: with you on that i love taking time visitors there and taking them over there to have those cinnamon rolls
2: well
0: a while ago you mentioned covid
2: and you know everybody's in a different state right now um I I first want to say this, and and this is kind of a plug for you guys, because a really good friend of mine was just up there and he he said, I went to a show and he didn't name the show, but I have my suspicions, uh, probably the Dixie stampede. But he talked about the very meticulous job that all of the employees did to keep everybody safe. It was very well rehearsed. It was very well planned. He said he felt safe the entire time, had a great time, and there were tons of people there, but everybody was safe. So I think that's a great um, – it's kind of a shout-out to the great job you guys are doing. But uh, h- how have you adapted overall, and what restrictions might visitors expect when they come?
1: Well, right now, we have uh, appreciate you saying that, Danny. It's, uh, our business community really worked hard. They've made it like Dollywood, for instance, to reopen mm-hmm. the, when they did on June the 15th. Uh, they told me that they had to make 700 operational changes in their business, an operational yeah. wow. plan for every restaurant, every theater, every ride. Not all of the right. None mm-hmm. of the theaters are being held inside indoor theaters now. They're all outdoors and covered amphitheaters and things of that nature. So, you have to have your temperature checked before you go into Dollywood. They've yeah. asked you to wear a mask. They have mask-free zones, things like because it's a huge park, as you know. So it's easy to run around people to yes. take your mask down and things like that. But all right. of our businesses are making operational changes to comply with the, the, the governor in Tennessee. Governor Lee came out with a, a program called the Tennessee Pledge, and it outlines what you can do to reopen. And our businesses, I think, are doing an excellent job for the most part in following that kind of thing. And it's a new normal for our businesses and for our guests. We all right now, unfortunately, uh, we're under a mask mandate when you're in public and through through August the 29th to try to uh, control the spread of the virus there. So mm-hmm. a lot of people don't like that, but uh, most of the places I've been, most people are wearing them right now. So you always Good. have people who are saying, I'm not going to do that. So Yeah. But it's part of, I think, you know, we all have to, we're preaching travel responsibly. You know, we are. We have an obligation to our guests to do the best we can to keep them safe, but they also have an obligation to us and to our, our uh, employees.
0: Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah, that's something Danny and I talked about uh, on last week's show. Just when I was in uh, at the beach, this I guess it was a couple of weeks ago now, it hit me, you know, anew that you're visiting somebody else's home, and so the mindset needs to be, you need to take care of the people that are there as much as they're taking care of you. That's exactly
1: so. right. You're exactly right, Rob.
2: Yeah, and so, you know, moving past COVID, we're looking forward to when this will be in the past, because it will be, we'll move forward. Um, Can you tell us about some of the iconic events and festivals that typically go on in the area?
1: Sure. Well, like I say, uh, Hollywood does a lot of festivals. Coming up uh, September the 25th through October 31st, uh, they have their uh, uh, Smoky Mountain Harvest Fest, which has turned out to be a huge event with they have a gospel music component to that. They also have crafts associated with that. And then they started, I guess, three years ago, a program called Pumpkin Illuminates, which just blew the roof off. They put probably 5,000 or more, which is probably more than that. I can't remember the number of pumpkins throughout the park, and they light them at night. It's really cool. Oh, wow. <laughs> it's just crazy. Uh, people, they've just, I mean, it's been amazing how successful that program been. And then right on the heels of that, they have their wonderful Smoky Mountain of Christmas I event. Mean, which opens on November the 7th and runs through January the 2nd of next year. Again, it's Christmas there. Smoky Mountain Christmas has won all sorts of awards. I think more awards for Smoky Mountain Christmas than any other theme park in the country as far as a Christmas show. And then again, again, they're putting over 5 million winter lights. It's it's spectacular.
0: So what's some local information that uh, that our listeners need to know about? What's what's some of the inside scoops? Some, something that the locals might know that Our listeners might need to know about Pigeon Forge.
1: Another good question. Uh, I like to tell people if they've not been here before that one of the best ways to sort of get the lay of the land here is to uh, ride the Pigeon Forge trolley. Uh, The trolley is a mass transit and it costs a dollar to get on it and just take your family, get on or ride the trolley through town. The parkway is only five miles long. Uh, Don't have to worry about traffic. Just see where everything is and get a visual feel for, for where everything is there. Uh, it's a great way to get around too, uh, from your, it makes over 200 stops in the city, you can do a, a day pass, a, a weekly pass, or an annual pass. The other thing I like to tell guests that have never been here before, especially if they've never been to Great Smoky Mountains National Park, is I recommend real strongly that they stop at the Sugarlands Visitor Center, which is uh, just as you enter the park there. It's an interpretive uh, visitor center where you have, you see all of the animals in the park, uh, all the flora and the fauna, And you have the rangers there that can, and volunteers that can answer any questions if you want to go on a a short hike. Where can I go to get away from people? Or where can I go to put my feet in a nice, cold mountain stream today when it's 90 something degrees outside? Those are the people that can help you with that. So, uh,
2: those are two things right there, right off the bat, that are very easy to help people sort of get oriented. For more information about Pigeon Forge, be sure to visit mypigeonforge.com. Leon, thank you so much for your time. We really appreciate you being on the show.
1: Thank you, guys. I appreciate the opportunity to share with your followers. We appreciate it.
0: Well, Dan, we weren't kidding when we said Pigeon Forge has a lot to offer for families to see and do and eat, were we? Oh, I know. It, it, and really, you know,
2: you and I always talk about the
0: food, but man, I
2: tell you, <laughs> there's so much to choose from. And even some of the shows that serve food, it's, it's pretty yeah. amazing.
0: Yep. And uh, Dollywood is another thing. I, I was just really blown away. Everyone that listens to the program knows that I'm a Disney guy. Um, mm-hmm. But when we were up at Dollywood, I was really blown away with the quality, especially for the price that they charge. Yeah, You can't beat it. And uh, Dolly does a really good job of, of bringing in the the history of the Smoky Mountains um, mm-hmm. in, into the park. So it's not just – You know, it's not just rides, but they do have rides. They've got some crazy roller coasters there that you don't see anyplace else.
2: Yeah, and I'm going to go ahead and confess, I have not been to Dollywood. Where's my boo button? I know. (laughs) Yes. There it is. But my family has gone. Um, Yeah. Since I'm the guy that works in the family, they get to go all these places.
0: (laughs) But But you're not bitter. That's the important thing. No, I'm not bitter at all
2: but they've had nothing but good things to say about it. I I really need to go and check it out, but I I've heard it's a great place to go.
0: Yeah, and the Dreammore Resort. Again, I I don't know what my expectations were going in, but it it was fantastic. And we uh we had one of the family suites where you had either I think you can either have a king bed or mm-hmm. two queens and two bunk beds, and that was great, you know, for the traveling circus that is the Jones family. So, yes. Um but we had a we spent a full day at the park, came back in, we were able to order pizza until late, kept, you know, the kids were just uh they were blown away. So it was yeah. a little too cold, cold for the pool, but the pool area there is fantastic as well. So,
2: now I imagine in your family you have two queen beds. Your kids all end up sleeping next to you and your wife and they use the other one for
0: jumping. Pretty much. Yeah, that's pretty much. <laughs> I mean, it doesn't start out that way, but yeah, <laughs> by the end of the vacation, yes, then it's just That's exactly the way it it, it turns out. But, you know, another thing about Dollywood, um, when I was up in Nashville and Opryland closed, a lot of the people, a lot of the singers that would go spend a summer at, um, oh my gosh, at, uh, I just said Opryland, (laughs) would go to Dollywood to be performers. And you want to talk about some top shelf performers. And I know that's still the case to this day. So the shows there, you know, even if they're not, Inside anymore, inside, outside, it didn't matter. The quality of the shows is going to blow people away. So, and um, Leon mentioned the island too. That's a really cool area um, shops and restaurants, and they've got a big Ferris wheel. They've got a ropes course. Mm-hmm. Um, they've got a Margaritaville hotel. Um, that's a really cool gathering spot as well. And then the, the shows, man, yeah. the shows. I, I remember uh, working for a company that put on the production for the Lee Greenwood show that I don't think is there any longer, but mm-hmm. man, it, it was, it was top shelf lighting, uh, production, you know, lights and whatnot. Yeah. So, and I know that quality is still there. So mm-hmm. anything Dolly does is going to be top shelf. That's true. She just, yeah. She just doesn't do anything uh, second rate. So
2: now when's the last time you've been up there?
0: Uh, it was uh, two, two years ago, two or three.
2: Okay, what I'm I'm wondering is the indoor skydiving place still there. I didn't look this up before the interview.
0: It I don't think it is. I don't oh. think it was there the last time that we were there. But there again, there is so much uh to do in Pigeon mm-hmm. Forge. There's yeah. no way a lot a lot of people at least in in the area, you know, where we live, will go up for a long weekend I think during the winter time especially, but I mean, you could easily spend a week there and still not do everything there is to do. So That's true. It's yeah, and it's ever-changing. I, I think uh, Leon mentioned at Dollywood, there's always a new ride opening there. Well, you could just about say the same thing about the city. There's always something new opening. And, you know, mm-hmm. obviously COVID's going to change that a little bit. But, um, you know, the spirit of Pigeon Forge, I you know, okay. I, don't th- I don't expect that'll change. So, I it's, it. a, it's a fun place to visit.
2: Have you been to Cades Cove? I have not. A lot of people stop, when, you know, when they're coming in or going out, especially if you're coming down from South, like, like we do, um, yeah. they go to Cade's Cove and it's, it's off the main road, but it takes, it's, it's several miles to, to drive, to get to Cade's Cove, but mm. it's this really scenic drive. There's some old, uh, structures there. There's a lot of history there. You know, it's very common to see deer
0: and, you know, wildlife out there. But if, that, right.
2: if that's your kind of thing, that might be something to consider when you're going to or leaving.
0: Okay. I'll have to put that on the list for next time. Absolutely. Well, that's going to do it for this episode of The Family Vacationer. As always, if you need help planning your vacation, please drop me a line at Jones at Star Stuff Travel. We will check back with you in a couple of weeks. Till then.
1: Thank you for listening to The Family Vacationer. Make sure and subscribe to hear more of Rob and Danny.